Hello everyone, we welcome you to another episode of the podcast Players in the Game of Life. Today we want to talk about a very familiar subject, a question in fact that has been asked to me many a times. If God is such a good God, why does he cause suffering? Or does God even cause suffering? Well, let me put it like this. Human suffering exists brothers and sisters because sin exists when Adam and Eve disregarded God's command and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil the eyes of both of them were open and death along with all the suffering the reality of death implies came into the world the results of sin are explained in Genesis sin affected humanity's relationship with God with each other and with animals even the ground was cursed sin would specifically result in increased pain in childbearing laborious toil and work and contentiousness in human relationships ultimately sin would result in physical death in broader terms sin opened the door for all kinds of suffering throughout all creation there was a time that, that people just, we, we've done things and said things and carried out things in ways that hurt other people. This is a cause of sin. We've disrespected parents. Children have disrespected parents and parents have disrespected children. I mean, we've had toils and strives at, and strife at work. We've had all kinds of mess that goes on in this world. And to say that God is the cause of it no, God does not cause sin. God does not cause suffering. We serve a good God. But since God is the first cause, he is responsible for the act or for the fact that suffering can exist. God created Adam and Eve knowing that they would sin. He knew the suffering that would exist in the world as a result. However, he also made redemption possible. What is redemption? I'm glad you asked. Redemption is a way to for us to be reconciled back to God. And the way that was, God had an ultimate plan. And that plan was for him, for his son, Jesus Christ, to take on human flesh, live a human life complete with all the suffering of a fallen world, be crucified, though he had not sinned, and rise again to life, having defeated sin and death. All who put their faith in Jesus will be saved. God's gift of grace to us cost him greatly. God knows the fullness of human suffering in ways we do not, and yet he also knows the fullness of joy that redemption brings. Brothers and sisters, we had to be reconciled back to God. God does not like sin. But sometimes he uses the suffering that we go through to put us back into a situation where we should be or where we would be honoring God and pleasing God. Uh, a lot of you can look at, at, at how our parents treat us as one firm example. Even sometimes when we were children, we got, uh, I would say, chastised or punished. But I'm from the old school and I didn't get chastised or punished. I got really dealt with. You know, I, I know about some whoopings and things that 
Kenta Kunte took, you know, if you ever watched the movie, that I made him look like a little boy. My father was was a strict disciplinarian, and what he would put on me, Lord God knows it hurt. But you know what? It helped me to be where I am today. Because if it wasn't for him being as stern as he was, now everybody don't need that type of sternness. But I was one that needed it, and God knew just what I needed. So he sent somebody that would give me just what I need to snap me back into my position where I'm supposed to be. Now, I never disrespected my mother or father, not verbally to where they could hear it. But sometimes, you know, we say a little things under our breath, and you know you had to watch it because if you didn't, you would deal with the wrath thereof. God is good, and everything he does is good. God can never be the author of evil. Suffering is a direct result of sin running rapid. Humanity's sin opened the door to Satan's limited rule as God of this age. That's God with a small g. Yeah, he's the manager of this place, but he don't own it. You know, we suffer due to our own sins, the sins of other people, and the general fact of living in a fallen world. Often God allows the natural consequences of sin to play out. You know, uh, there used to be a television show uh, called Beretta. And it used to say, if, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. We have to realize and understand the realities of there are consequences that come along with our actions. And when we do something that's against the will of God, against the ways of God, we're going to deal with some consequences. Those consequences, God, let me, let me make this understandable. If I may, God is not a person that just looks to punish you and, and to run wild over you or to, to beat you up with something just to get you to do what he wants. God would prefer that you obey him out of love, not out of fear or, or, or because he thinks or because you think that if you don't do this, this is going to happen to you. It, it, it's not like that. God wants to love you. He wants to show you. He wants to be reconciled back to you. He wants an up-close and personal relationship with you. He doesn't want you to do those things that are going to cause, you know, hurt to you. To you. And God is not like that. It is true that God sometimes takes more direct credit for suffering. Sometimes God calls his suffering as a judgment against the wicked or as a call to the wicked to repent, such as with the plagues in Egypt or the end time judgments described in the book of Revelations. We see God enact consequences upon Israel for their disobedience. Consequences we could call suffering. And that's what we do call it. We call suffering the consequences or we call us being disrespectful or disobedient to our parents, to God to the ways of the law. We count that as suffering. We're going through something. Maybe it's because we did something that caused it. Well, what could we do to that, that would cause that? I mean, being realistic, if, if you go out and do something crazy, you go out and rob a bank, you, you feel like now you got to go to jail if you get caught and, and stay in a jail cell for, you know, a, a time of, five, ten years, maybe, I don't know, you know, but you, you're going to suffer because you'll be away from your loved ones. But did God cause that or was it your choice? Sometimes we make choices that cause us 
you know, suffering consequences? Did you marry that man or marry that woman uh, because God said for you to marry him? Or did you marry him because you thought that it was the right thing to do at the time? For whatever reason it was, you chose it. You did that. You brought that on yourself. Is God supposed to be a God that allows you to do wrong and you have no consequences behind it? Sometimes those very same consequences help to put you back in the right spot. Sometimes those same consequences help you to be able to be used by God to help bring other people to a right relationship with God. Uh, I was one that did some things in my life that I'm not too proud of, you know, but, you know, those suffering things that I went through made me a better man today. Yes, I didn't understand it at first, but I understand it like the old folks used to say. You'll understand it better by and by. God also uses suffering to train his children and refine or test their faith. My God. Of course, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Whether God intentionally causes a hardship in our lives or allows a hardship into our lives, he uses it for our growth and our good. Romans, the book of Romans in the 8th chapter, the 28th verse through the 30th verse. Read that. We can find or we can and should find and examine our lives and ask God to reveal any sinful tendencies he is ridding us of. If indeed we should repent and seek to put those sins to death, putting our sinful tendencies to death generally feels like suffering. If you ever tried to quit smoking cigarettes, you ever cried, tried to quit drinking, uh, they have something called withdrawal pains. It hurts, but you're going through something. But the results thereof makes you healthier. You know, we, we sit up and we stress ourselves out about things. And when we stress ourselves out, we start to suffer. And sometimes it's the things that we do ourselves. Sometimes we could be spending money that we don't really have and get caught up in financial, uh, financial difficulties and can't do this and can't do the other. You know, the bills are coming in and the, the money don't come in fast enough. You know, maybe it's because of the decisions you made to spend way more than what you should living beyond your 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 resources and trying to do more than what you should do. I mean, these are our our these are our problems. We cause sometimes our own suffering. God gives us this and you know what helped it? Because he was sovereign and he is sovereign, but he helped give us he did give us free will to choose whatever it is that we want to do. In fact, I say it all the time, but God says, I set before you this day, cursing and blessing, life and death. But then he comes over to you through his word and through sometimes the experience and the, the talking of others and listening to those. He says, choose life. Choose life. God doesn't want you to die. God doesn't enjoy you suffering. He wants us to be joyful. In fact, he says that he promises us peace. But that peace that passes understanding, does that mean that you're going to go through this life without any uh, kind of things that's going to happen to you, that this is going to be a bed of roses? No. Let's be realistic. This It's not going to happen. That's not it. 
Remember, we're in a fallen world, a world where people sin and where people come up and, and do things and they have to deal with the consequences. We deal with the consequences of other people's sins. Some people are sit up and, and sin running red lights, turn around and hit a car, you know, and somebody in that car that they hit die. But because of that person's sin, because of his willfulness to disobey what the law says and stop at the stop sign, and even common sense would tell us not to do that. It causes pain. You know, when people disrespect you and, and, and say bad things about you, it causes you pain. You know, it causes you to suffer a little bit whenever we deal with anything that's contrary to the will of God. Anytime you go against the will of God, listen to me, people. There are going to be consequences. And those consequences are not always pleasant. But when you get yourself together... When you repent of your sins and do better, even trying to do better. You know, God recognized that. God is not like me. You can fool me, but you can't fool him. He knows what you're doing and what you're trying to do. He knows good and he made you. He knows. Another aspect of suffering is spiritual warfare. God allows Satan and his demons certain latitude, such as we see in the case of Job. If, you, if you've read your Bible, in fact, I ask you, I, in fact, I implore you to read the, 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 the Bible. Read the, the story of Job. Look it up on, your, on, the, on, the, on the Internet. You use your Internet and social media for some of your other things. Ask questions to the Internet and see what it gets you. You know, do that. Go to gotquestions.org or one of those and find out what God says about a certain thing. You know, God, like I say, God allows. And, and with God allowing this, God has equipped us so that we can stand firm against the evil attacks of Satan. He tells us what we can do. He gives us spiritual armor, you know, and tells us what we should do. Read about that. Read. In fact, you look it up. Find out what the spiritual armor is that God has for you. He's got a way for you to protect yourself against some of these things. But you have to remember we're in a warfare. In a warfare, there are enemies. I mean, enemies, and there are tragedies sometimes, and sometimes casualties. Two, we sometimes suffer from persecution. Jesus told his disciples, "I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, not the peace that the world gives." You know, the world can give you and make you happy, but happiness comes from things that happen. God is talking about giving you joy. That joy that surpasses all understanding. That joy that you can deal with and, and that you have when you're going through trials and tribulations. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. Have you ever went through something and you knew it should have took you out? But then all of a sudden or, or throughout the course of time, things worked out and you felt better? You know that joy that you had when you do it? Man can't take away your joy because man can't give it to you. You know, your boo can take away your happiness, but they can't take away your joy. And that joy is something that, that I mean, it, it, it comes in handy. It's, it's something that we all have, had, have experienced in one way, shape, form, or another. An additional consideration in the question of whether God causes suffering is God's sovereignty and human free will. 
we know that God is in control of all things. We also know that human choice has a meaningful impact in the world. We know that God cannot be the author of evil of any kind. So when God causes suffering, he is simply orchestrating the results of natural evil to work to his good and his purposes. God or God just really wants us to experience his goodness, his grace, and his mercy. Have you ever had something that, that you didn't deserve happen to you that was good? Have you ever had something happen to you that you did deserve and it didn't happen? That's God. Some of us have done some things in our life and we know good and well that we should either be dead or incarcerated right now, but it didn't happen. Have you ever been driving down the street, something simple, and you were about to turn or, or, or move over in another lane and right before you moved over, mm, something stopped you and you didn't do it, a car came. That was God. That was him in his grace and his mercy helping you not to have some suffering that may have came upon you. Suffering, no matter its cause is or its precise type, is not an experience anyone would choose. Nobody chooses to suffer. Nobody wakes up in the morning talking about, I think I want to be a drug addict. I think I want to be an alcoholic. We get caught up in the mess that we make for ourselves. And then we have to deal with the consequences thereof. Do you realize that not only that person suffers, not only you suffer, but those that you love suffer. Nobody wants to see you like that. Then you can't be trusted. That's the truth of things. Suffering, no matter its cause, can cause trauma. It can cause death. I mean, it can cause separation from family. The consequences are endless. But there is one hope. God says that his grace is sufficient. If we go and take our situations and our problems to God, and I mean, give them to him, he'll be right there for us. He will help us out. His thing is to help us, but he wants to do it out of love. He don't want you afraid of him or get to the point to where you can't talk to him. Trust in him. If you trust in him, I guarantee, I'm not talking about something I read. I'm talking about something I know, something that I have witnessed in my own life. God will help us. The Lord Almighty is sovereign. That means no matter how much suffering we endure, he has not relinquished control over his creation. If he were helpless to stop suffering, he would not be God. He would not, he wouldn't be good. He would be a useless God. And that's not true. My brothers and sisters, we serve a powerful, omnipotent God. He can give you whatever you need. Now, sometimes he'll even give you the desires of your heart. But notice I said he'll give you what you need, not so much of what you want all the time. I mean, you wouldn't give a baby steak because he's not able to handle it. Some people want to win the lottery right now. And they want to win the $50 million. And they think, God dog it, that they're going to sit up and do the right thing with it. You know how many broke folks it is? If, you don't have, if you've never had that kind of money, you don't know what you might do. You don't know what kind of trouble you could get into. But you could surely get into a lot of trouble. It's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And that causes us some great trauma. Those who know him 
can live in confidence that no matter how difficult our journey may be, the moment we see face to face, our eyes will be our eyes will be open, and we will exclaim, "Now I understand why I went through that." Of course, thank you, Father. Thank you. It was the only right thing to do. Sometimes we just got to go through what we got to go through. The best lesson in the world, my brothers and sisters, is a taught or a bought lesson. People have sit up and tried to tell us things all the time. They're always telling us this and telling us that the first thing come out of our mouth is, I know, I know, I know. But until you go through it, you don't know nothing. Experience is the best teacher. I hope and I pray with all intentions that this will help somebody. Turn away from those things that you really don't want to do. Those things that are causing you to suffer, turn it over to Christ. Turn it over to God. Ask him to help you defeat those things. I don't care whether it's cigarettes, drugs, a human being, a job, people on the job. God is not your personal hitman now. Don't 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 think for one minute that that's it, but he is there to help you. And if you trust him, you'd be surprised at what he can do. That's all for my time right now. I thank you for yours. Get in touch with me or let me get in touch with you. And please, if there's something that you want to say or comment, you can email me. And it's at players.com at gmail, players in the game of life.com. Forgive me. Players in the game of life.com at gmail or players at the players in the game of life at gmail.com. Help me out, John. Thank you and God bless.